Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem, a podcast created to go beyond the Sunday service experience at Bethlehem Church, exploring some of the deeper questions of our faith, offering additional content from behind the scenes from the cutting room floor. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Angela Buckland, and as always, I'm beyond excited to host today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Sunday. If you've been at Bethlehem Church for any length of time or you've been listening to the podcast, you know that at Bethlehem, we have a heart for community. We believe that the community should be better because we are here, and we believe in building a better community. And because of that, we have dozens of ministry partners, nonprofits, and ministries that we have partnered with that share that same vision and that same heart. And we wanted to highlight one of those ministry partners with us today. Today on the podcast, we have Path United with us, and Jim and Melinda Hollinsworth are here with us to tell you about Path United, and we are so honored to have them on the podcast. Welcome. Awesome. Thanks Thanks. for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us here. So great to have you guys with us today. So, Tell our listeners about Path United. Give our listeners some background, some history, when it started, who you are, what you do. Yeah. So in in 2008, um, Jim and I, our small group at the time, signed up to be part of a Christmas sponsorship. And so it was a big family that our small group sponsored. And Jim and I just kind of volunteered to deliver the gifts. And when we did, we drove into a trailer park neighborhood about four miles from our house at the time. And it was weird to us because we didn't know the neighborhood was there. Like, both of us had lived in the area a long time. And so that day, we met um, the Ramirez family. And so we delivered the gifts. We talked for a little while. And as we were leaving, we felt like it was weird if we never came back to visit them, if that was the end. And so Jim and I just started kind of going back from time to time and visiting with the family. And as we got to know them, there were a couple of times that they would say, like, hey, could you help with homework? You know, that that was a request they had. Like, And they, they shared their struggles with Um, their kids being successful in school. And really, even more than that, we began to notice a gap between the kids' hopes and dreams um, and the older siblings' ability to stay in school. So the younger kids would say, like, I want to be this when I grow up, or I want to be a doctor, or I want to be... But all the older siblings had dropped out of high school, you know, had had kind of tougher things happen in their lives. And so um, we started talking about that a lot, like this this gap between the kids' hopes and dreams and, and what they wanted to do. And because the family was asking for help with homework, we we felt like that was something we could do. Jim was a pastor at the time at a church and um, kind of had his hand in missions. And I had been a teacher and had a lot of friends who were teachers. And so we started this really organic homework program. And we did it for a while, like, you know, loading tables in and out. Like, it wasn't a job. It was just a thing we did. Um, and every week, more and more kids would show up. And every week, we were scrambling to find more and more friends to join us. And, and so we did that for a while. Um and then one afternoon, one of our sixth graders at the time, Sophia, she pulled me aside and she was like, Miss Melinda, when are you guys leaving? And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, do you mean today? Like, what do you mean by that? And she said, no, that like, this is what churches do. They come here for a while, they stay, and then eventually they leave and they never come back. Wow. And it was just this painful moment of, oh my goodness, I have been that person so many times. Mm-hmm. And so before I could even think, I said, Sophia, I'm going to be here when you graduate from high school. So she was in the sixth grade at the time. So I made this like six-year um, <laughs> commitment. And then I went home and said to Jim, like, hey, I just committed us to this forever. And we really had no idea. Like we were not in the – we were just going to be volunteers. That's all we really wanted. Um, 
to be. And so not long after that, there was a shooting in the neighborhood. Oh. It was actually the trailer right next door to Sophia's. And when that happened, we were like, we're in over our heads. We've made a terrible mistake. And, um, you know, we have no business doing this. And so we went to our small group, kind of shared our heart. And I remember this girl looked at me and she said, Melinda, don't you feel like that's exactly the place where Jesus would call you to be? Mm. Um, so that was it. That's kind of how we got started. We bought, we ended up buying the trailer where the the shooting happened and renovated it into a, like a classroom. And we still have programs there um, in the first neighborhood in um, Gwinnett County. And we've been going ever since. Wow. So talk about the, uh, what are some of the, like the, the the core passions or visions of, of Path United. Talk about the five ingredients to flourishing. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I think over the years we've seen a lot of things. So like Melinda said, I think at the beginning we saw this big need for academic support. And so we, I mean, we saw so many kids that were dropping out of school. We were like, man, like this is a big challenge. What can we do to, to come alongside these families and help? But over the years, I think we've, we've recognized that for sure that's still a big challenge. But we're seeing like the bigger vision and mission is like, hey, how can we and our volunteers and church partners come together and and work with these kids on their path to becoming like a flourishing adult? Like, what does that look like, right? So we have two kids of our own. We want them to grow up and have healthy family, healthy relationships to know God as an adult. Mm. So how do we as parents get them there? So how do we take that into the work that we do with our kids? So these kids, the majority of them have have loving parents who want the best for them, but there are barriers. There are roadblocks that are there that are not the fault of most of them. Like it's right. just circumstantial, uh, but it prevents them a lot of times, most of the time from be becoming that flourishing adult that we believe God wants for them. Mm. And so we've learned that over the last 10 years that, hey, like... I, our mission is bigger. So really right now, what we do, we go into mobile home parks and we partner with the families. We partner with local churches like Bethlehem. And we say, hey, we're going to run programs. We're going to build relationships. We're going to mentor students all with the goal of helping them, you know, find God's plan for their life, which, you know, means to become a flourishing adult. And so we do that, you know, in, in a variety of ways. I think, I think our core, our core vision now is centered, like you mentioned, around five uh, five key ingredients that we look at mm -hmm. to becoming a flourishing adult. The first is uh, a strong relationship with God, knowing that God loves you. We think mm -hmm. that's the backbone of everything that we do, um, and that's the first starting point for us. Uh, but there's there's more, right, when we think about what it looks like to flourish in this life. So second thing, second key ingredient that we focus on big time, probably more than anything else, is positive adult relationships. We believe that kids, especially kids growing up in uh, you know challenging circumstances, they need positive, encouraging, loving adults in their life, like a lot of them, not even just one, but they need people that are investing in them. Mm -hmm. uh, the third is strong reading skills. So this is kind of the academic component, right? You could, you could kind of lump in like basic academic skills, but the key there is reading, like to succeed in school long-term, which we believe that like graduating high school and having a plan uh, for your future from a career standpoint is huge. Our system is set up like school is a big part of that. And if you, you're not a great reader, you're going to struggle. Right. So that's a key component as well. And we focus on that. Uh, the fourth is uh, strong social and emotional skills. So we believe that that's actually probably the biggest gap that we see with our students from a practical standpoint is that they are um, a lot of times missing some of those key social and emotional skills like confidence and teamwork and empathy and communication skills, those you know, basic life skills uh, that we believe that most flourishing adults have. 
Right. So that's a key one. And then the fifth one for us is a vision for your future. We believe that every person in the mm-hmm. world, they're going to thrive when people that they love kind of cast this vision for them yeah. of, hey, you can do this or this, or you can go after your dreams. Uh, and God has big plans for your future. So right. we really kind of focus our work on those five things. So everything can kind of be lumped into those things. Did you want to add? Well, and I think at the beginning, you know, homework was that thing. Like the, the parents said to us like, hey, our kids are struggling with homework. And over time, we started to realize that like it would we'd better spend our time addressing why the homework wasn't getting done. And so when we're looking at those five things, like you can kind of lump the reason why the homework wasn't getting done into those skills. And so the, the truth is we would rather you know, focus there so that the kids are able to independently do their homework. Mm. Um, so kind of embedded in all those things are the skills that kids need to do their homework. One of the big things is vision for the future, which we call SPARK. And the truth is, if you can get a kid excited about the fact that God created them for a purpose and then beginning to recognize their giftings, their skills, and their talents, they get excited about their homework because they recognize that that's a part of getting to that. So mm. um, it's kind of a neat and exciting shift for us what you're doing is empowering the kids so and the families and partnering with them. So talk about some of the ways that, um, I guess, go into more detail about some of the practical ways that PATH does this. Right. So I think first it's important to kind of talk about the type of organization that we are. So if you're thinking about serving your community, a lot of things fall under two different categories. One is relief and the other is development. Mm. So relief are things like um, food pantries, you know, um, financial assistance organizations. Um, You know, if there's a tornado that comes through the town and and you go in and you meet an immediate need, like those are relief organizations. Super important work, but it's actually different from the work that we do. So development work is like you're kind of addressing things now and you're thinking about how that's going to pay out in the future. So we're developing deep in these core skills now, and we're thinking about our kids being thriving adults, you know, in their 20s and their and their 30s. And so for yeah. us, uh, in our neighborhoods, each neighborhood or trailer park community where we work has a staff that that works there with kids. And each staff member has a set number of kids and families that, that they work with. And um, their job, really, they have th- several main focuses. So one is there are programs that happen in the afternoons that our kids attend uh, with their staff member and with volunteers. Um, our staff, when COVID is where it needs to be, uh, they're usually having lunch with kids in the schools, or we have different partnership with the school so that our staff can go in and be with kids in the schools. Mm. Um, our staff do home visits every month. So each kid in the neighborhood, our staff comes into their home, spends time with the family, just kind of talking about a lot of different things. It could be education. It could be praying with the family, just really deepening that relationship with the whole family. And then also adventures and experiences are a big part of what we do. So quarterly, we're doing things that are kind of outside the norm. So it's taking kids to camp. Um, it could be a weekend adventure. It could be a, a career field trip, you know, that we're taking the kids um, you know, to see how a mechanic does their job. And that's part of that spark, like taking kids out and saying like, hey, where do you come alive? Like, what are the things that make you excited mm-hmm. about, um, you know, career-wise? So that's great. That's the big thing. And, and all these things for us are, are connected to a biblical world, worldview. So really everything for us is, you know, our kids thinking about God loves me, God loves others, and God has a plan for our future. So we're constantly thinking about, you know, with with each thing we do, you know, what are the kids um, gaining from that? An example of this for us of what happens in programs where we would invite volunteers in is we have a staff member who does curriculum design for us. 
And so in the month of October, our core skill is communication. And the, the deeper part of that is that I can speak up when I feel afraid. Mm. And so, you know, we, we buy books that have great read-alouds with characters who are dealing with fear. But then even embedded within that, we, we look at the Bible and what does God tell us about being afraid? And so as I was looking at the lesson plans for this month, we were talking about how like as we're reading these stories to the kids— we think, okay, what do we as people who trust Jesus, like what would we say to this character? So we're constantly connecting the academic to the spiritual to the social and emotional skills at wow. all times. Wow. That's really impressive that you guys create your own curriculum. That's amazing. We That's... do. We, we kind of found over the years, we looked for years, we thought, oh, we'll buy something that meets the needs of our kids. And we, we ju- our kids' needs are so specific and really different. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that's new for us in the past year is that we have our own staff member on site who um, designs for all the kids that we work with in our programs. Right. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So tell our listeners a little bit about what your lives looked like before PATH. Wow, that's a that's a that's a, that's a good one. We um so Melinda and I we were kind of like, you know the the typical white suburban you know Christian you know couple. Like yeah. we were young. We I was a pastor. Melinda was a teacher. We had a little house in a little neighborhood. Yeah, you know, we're both from. We both grew up in Gwinnett. So like we kind of grew up in a you know a, you know pretty similar place as to maybe a lot of the listeners. Like we. I think the big thing for us to recognize is our, our, our world view was was pretty limited and mm. pretty small in terms of like um, what we believe God r- cares about the most in the world. And so we actually, I mean, the you know a, a cool story for us is we um, were, had the opportunity to be part of some overseas mission work mm-hmm. um, in the years before our kids were born, before we started PATH. And that really changed how we view the world. And I can't encourage people enough yeah. to, to be able to experience, you know, other cultures and recognize that, hey, God's at work all over. Right. And not just here. Right. Um, That's so good. And, and, and so we took a trip in t- 2007 to South Africa and were just super inspired by the work of local Christians who were loving their neighbors. Mm. And we came home and we said, that's what we want to do. Yeah. God, show us what we can do. And we prayed for a year about ways. And we just, and, and our stories, like we didn't know, like we were, you know, Melinda mentioned it earlier, the neighborhood that we drove into in 2008 in Loganville near our house, we didn't even know it existed. And so the other piece of the story for us is when we drove in there, it felt like we were driving into another country, right? Mm-hmm. 200 homes, almost every resident is an immigrant from Mexico. And so it, it, it literally felt like one of these trips that we had been on, except it was right down the street. And I had this, you know, really strong feeling of, how did I not even know this neighborhood even existed? Yeah. So we were, you know, we were just kind of living our life. And then God just kind of, boom, did this huge thing, changed our life forever. The relationships that we built, the stories that we heard from our new friends that were living in this neighborhood down the street, the challenges that they faced. Like, I think we recognized that like our our life had been pretty easy mm-hmm. and pretty sheltered, and so um, what, what, what we desire for our own kids now is that is that they'll recognize that like, hey, God is a lot bigger than you know just what's happening here in Loganville, Georgia. Right. So was that kind of a process for you guys, or was that kind of like a boom? God did this big thing in your hearts, like well, I mean, overnight. I, I probably a little of both. I mean, I think I think we we had this big moment there in two thousand eight that. Yeah wow, God is doing something big. But like Melinda shared, 
it was a it was a several year process. I mean, a, you know, a, a couple years of kind of easing in and not fully committing to the work that we were doing until Sophia asked us this question and yeah. said, "When are y'all gonna leave?" And that was the moment. If wow. you could say, like, what's the one moment that that God really spoke to us the most? It was in that. Like, mm-hmm. it's basically God saying, like, "Hey, you're in. Like, y'all can't leave." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So I love that you've got that you guys have sh- uh, shared this personal story with Sophia. Um, I love that. That really connects, you know, my heart and, and our listeners' hearts to to what you guys do. Uh, do you have any other stories, personal stories that um, that compelled you uh, that you've seen along the way? So it's kind of fun for me to go back to Sophia now. So mm-hmm. Sophia is um, in college now at Georgia Gwinnett College, wow. and so we still have a really strong relationship with her all these years later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she and I talk regularly, and it's it's fun because. Sometimes I'll call her and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Like as we're making programmatic decisions. And so I think just in general, there's this actually a group of students that are maybe like early 20s, mid 20s um, that were in the first group of kids that we met. So they were around like fifth, sixth, seventh grade when we first started working in Gwinnett States. And Jim and I spent a lot of time with them. And so it's really fun to talk. They call themselves the originals mm-hmm. and um, they laugh about how all the kids now are spoiled. You know, like they're <laughs> like, I mean, y'all do all this fancy stuff now. And back in our day. <laughs> they were the firstborns. Is, right? Yeah, it's just this, it's this whole fun thing. But I think what is so exciting to us is to watch them come back and share their experiences mm-hmm. and they'll visit programs and they'll tell the kids what they should be. So I think there's this fun I think what we're learning is we're just a very relational organization. Mm-hmm. So we can talk about the curriculum, we can talk about all things, but at the at the core of all of this, it's about people building relationships with people and and the impact that relationships have on people's lives. So Absolutely. these originals will walk into a program and they will tell the little kids like, "Y'all need to listen. You need to pay attention. You need to, you yeah. know." And it's a fun thing to watch because we are beginning to fade into the background, and it's commun- You know, the kids from the neighborhood who are taking the leadership, and they're the role models, and mm. it's fun as we're seeing kids go to college. The younger kids are catching on and. They're excited about that. That's awesome. And it's really cool that they're still involved and they get to speak into what you guys are doing and get to be a voice right. uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, and help you guys along the way. That's, that's really cool. So wh- what, are some of, what is some of the fruit that you have seen? I mean, that's obviously, a, that's a big uh, a fruit right there that, um, you know, you, that you've seen that you're still involved relationally with these kids that you started with. Uh, what is some, of, some, some other fruit that you've seen as a result? of your work at PATH? So I think it connects to what I was just saying a little bit. You know, it it takes several years before you really have these kids who graduate, who we really feel like we've invested in them and, and prepared them for what's coming after high school. And so a big mm-hmm. thing we do every year is, you know, we buy the big graduation signs and put them in the front of the neighborhood. And for me, that's such this special thing because a lot of those kids, like they're the first person in their entire family, like as mm. far back as you can go to graduate from high school. And so right. that's a super exciting thing is to attend a graduation with a family that's the first um, kid. So right. there's that piece, but then there's also this piece of, you know, our high school kids will take part-time jobs and, and work for PATH who've grown up in the programs. And so it's really that piece of the people in the neighborhood taking on leadership roles. We have moms wow. from the neighborhoods who, you know, they, they start as volunteers with us. And then over time, you know, they take jobs and and they work uh, within Path United. So that's a lot of fun for us that it's the neighborhood taking on that ownership. Mm-hmm. For things. sure. Yeah, I think a couple of, I mean, a couple of specific things I think about related to that. We, you know, it's, it's really fun. It's really fun to see students achieve goals, you know, 
a lot of our students, especially you know some of those original students Melinda mentioned, were the first person in their family ever to graduate high school. Right. And so being there with them is great. I can think of um, one of our friends, Emmanuel. We walked with him through high school, and it was hard, and it wasn't perfect, and it was messy. But I can I can picture his face on you know his graduation and holding up his diploma. And and now like I mean we're still friends like mm-hmm. he he has a good job I, I pass by the place that he works in Loganville all the time and say hey to him and and look like like it's not perfect right like mm-hmm. but but he is he is doing the best he can and he's and, he, and he's he's doing good right. and I think that he would tell you that you know the relationships that he built over the years have been impactful in his life mm-hmm. and, and another one of our students Brian uh, was also the first in his family to graduate high school. And and just this past May, he graduated college from Georgia Gwinnett. And so mm-hmm. seeing his his parents, I mean, high school was great, but just seeing his parents at his college graduation and just, I mean, this is like a huge deal yeah. for these families who are immigrants to see their child graduate college. It's beyond, I mean, we take this for granted, right. Melinda and I do, as a, as a, you know, white American couple, like... For this family, I, it is beyond their wildest dreams, mm. and to see kids succeed like that, um, and and just know like, hey, they are they are pursuing their dreams and the life that God wants for them is it's really fun. Right. I go ahead. Well, it's something that we we so take for granted, and it's yeah. it's been a lot of fun to watch that process for people to work through. And, and the truth is, like, it is very connected to people's faith, like mm-hmm. that God has a plan for my future. Because we've seen this with kids who just don't believe it's possible, don't see any point to it because they've never seen it happen before. And so the amount of faith that it takes for our kids to say like, you know what, God loves me and, mm-hmm. and God has a plan for my future and and I can go after this thing is actually huge. Like it's something that really excites my faith to watch it happen. So we don't always, you know, think about it being a big deal, but it's huge right, for right. a lot of our kids. That's so cool. So uh, seeing this work impact the kids that are involved in PATH, seeing it impact their faith is inspiring. I would imagine that that impacts your faith as well. So talk about, tell our listeners how this work has impacted your faith and how it does that on a daily basis. Yeah. So it's interesting. So there is that part of watching our kids live out their faith and like them seeing like miraculous things happen in their life. Like Mm -hmm. that's fun too. But I also think for me, there's this piece of if you were to go back in time and meet Jim and Melinda 10 years ago, yeah. um, you know, we were ready to take on the world. Like we were going to solve all the problems and and do all the work. Um, but for us, I, for me especially, there came a point that like in this work, we also do see a lot of really hard, challenging things. Sure. Like there's just, you know, a lot of crisis and trauma and, you know, and so there came a point that, you know, I, ca- I came to that verse in the Bible of, you know, the yoke is easy and burden is light. And mm-hmm. I was like, this work feels nothing. Yoke is easy <laughs> and burden is light. Right. Um, and so I think through that process, we've really had to learn obedience mm-hmm. because there are a million things that need our attention every day. Mm-hmm. You know, like it could be financial needs for our families. It could be food needs. It could be just like trauma. I mean, there's just so many things. Right. And so if, if we let that be our focus, it would just crumble all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so learning to just be obedient and do what God's called us to do um, has been a huge 
thing for us and then trusting God with the fruit. Yes. You know, that, that there are things that God has called us to do. And, and part of that for us has learned, has been learning how to say no a lot mm. that, you know, we're not God and we don't have the power to save, even though we want to right. all the time, but we can't do that. So that, that for me has been a, a big piece is learning to be obedient and recognizing how limited we really are. Mm. Yeah. I think for me, it's, 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 it's really similar. Um, I think I'm kind of wired with this natural like hero bent of like not not that I am am a hero but that I try to be sure. that I try to save everyone and that has yeah for sure it's it's created an, an, an unhealthy spirituality in me at times and I think the best the best thing I've ever heard that has really stuck with me over the years uh, a friend of ours told us one time they said hey look it is not your job to save the world. Mm. God does the saving. Yeah. It's just your job to love the world mm-hmm. and love your neighbors. So we've really tried to try to just embrace that piece as like you know, we're we're you know, broken humans yeah. and just doing the best we can and all we can do is just is just love our neighbors. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I love that. So well said. So uh, tell our listeners about um, how many areas you guys now serve. How many locations, um, and really, and how many how many kids do you guys serve total? Yeah, it's a great great question. So, like Melinda said earlier, we we started in two thousand eight in one neighborhood in Loganville mm. where we lived, and never had any dreams that it would go beyond <laughs> that. But we saw it grow and, and and saw cool things happen. And so over the years, we have grown from one neighborhood to two to three, and we're now currently serving um, in nine mobile home park communities. Wow. Eight are here in Northeast Georgia, in Gwinnett, Walton, Hall, and and now in Barrow. Yeah. And uh, we also have one site in Tennessee. Wow. And so it's just really cool. We have, you know, hundreds of kids. We're, we're This fall, we're probably working with 600 students, wow. um, plus their families, so you know you start adding. I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty, a pretty overwhelming yeah. thing that you know for us to think about. It's a new shift this year. You know, we used to only count the number of kids in our programs, but now that we're adding in this home visit component, it's a whole new thing because we're actually investing in whole families, which is fun and exciting for us too. Yeah, that's really cool. It's uh, in another level of um, of relationship too, that, right. that you guys are getting to be a part of. So so the first location was in... It was in Loganville, yeah, yeah in, in Gwinnett County, so on the Gwinnett side of Loganville. But yeah. it's, it's cool for me. It was in the South Gwinnett cluster, which is where I went to school, and mm-hmm. so I have a lot of roots there. So Yeah, so that was like your backyard, Yeah, right? for sure, yeah. Really cool. So what's really cool for us is that now, you know, Bethlehem Church is located in Barrow County. Right. So tell us about your newest location. Well, we are just fired up um, to 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 launch our newest site here in Barrow in partnership with you guys at Bethlehem Church. I mean, it is n- not something that we ever, you know, could have dreamed to do on our own. And in fact, it's funny. Like five years ago, uh, we we had some initial conversations about doing some work in Barrow, and you know, it just wasn't the right timing. And we've learned that that God, you know, God directs the timing for for our growth. And so when when you guys, um, you know, Candy and, and some of our friends here reached out and said, yeah. "Hey, I want to tell you guys about this mobile home park in Barrow that we have a heart for as a church, yeah, and we we want to love our neighbors in that neighborhood, and we'd love to partner with you guys." And so that's really where it started. Um, it's been really just so encouraging to see the partnership and the excitement here. Um, so we're going to be working in in a neighborhood called the Auburn Mobile Home Park. Yeah, uh, it's in Auburn. Um, it's a big neighborhood. Um, 
you know, folks from Barrow may be familiar with it, but if you're not, um, hopefully we'll, you know, you'll get a chance to come out and see it at yeah. some point, uh, which will be really fun. But we're thrilled. I mean, we are thrilled. We are, you know, 100% in this with you guys as a church. And it's, it's you know, we're launching our programs here in October. It's going to be going to be awesome. Yeah. So uh, that location is um, is actually between our 211 campus and our main campus. So it's a really, you know, really cool strategic location um, for you guys to be in. And um, it's just it's really awesome. We say every week uh, from the stage, um, you know, when, when people give to Bethlehem Church, like they're not just giving to the church, they're giving through the church because of uh, our partnership with nonprofits and ministries like you guys. So you guys are, you know, you're just, you're helping so many people do the work of, 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 of Jesus in this, na- in this neighborhood, in this community. And so, you know, it's really cool for our listeners to know that, that they are, they're getting to partner too. They're getting to do that with us and through us and, and through you guys. So that's And a really, really cool. cool story. So this summer, every summer in June, we do something called Big Camp. And so we we bus in all the elementary kids from all of our neighborhoods in the metro Atlanta area. And so we got to bring a few kids from the Auburn Mobile Home community this yeah. summer. And so we had some help with that here. And um, I got to spend some time in the neighborhood and meet some of the families. And one of the things that I uh, learned with several of the moms is a lot of the moms work double shifts on mm-hmm. Sunday. So we we met a mom, and um, she works at the, the Dollar General in the area and works a double shift every Sunday. And so bringing her kids to church is something that's like really important to her and she really yeah. wants to be able to do it, but isn't always able to do that. And mm-hmm. so I think that it's a cool thing because it really is like we're able to take some things into the neighborhood that's, for, for yeah. families who can't always get to church on Sundays. That's amazing. That's a great perspective, Melinda. That's mm-hmm. so cool. So where can our listeners get information about PATH and how can they get involved? What's the easiest way for them to get in touch with you guys and get involved? Yeah, so I would say the first step would be um, check out our website, Mm pathunited.org. And I say that because we just launched a brand new website. So we're trying to to get it out there. Um, We just did a full kind of rebrand with new logo, new name, new website and everything. And so pathunited.org is a great place. We have a link on there. That folks can click. It says, you know, big at the top. Get involved. Yeah. Uh, and and Melinda will actually, you know, be the follow up person with folks who who click and fill out that form. That's awesome. So and we have uh, an event coming up um, at our two eleven campus. So tell our listeners um, what that is. It's a the path to partner lunch. Right. So path to partner is. It's a meeting that um, I host. It's one of my most favorite things to do. So it's, it is not this like commitment to sign your life away to volunteer forever. You know, that's not the goal. The goal is that it, you hear a little bit about Path United and you're like, something about that seems interesting to me or just as something kind of stirs in your heart, then I would encourage people to sign up. And then at that meeting, I share a little bit deeper about the work we do, how we do it, the different ways people can get involved. Um, but then I also ask people to share their heart for why they're there, you know. And so we we kind of look for places where the work that we do intersects with the heart of the people there. And so um, if nothing else, it's great awareness. Like mm-hmm. we love for people to know about our work, even if they can't commit to being volunteers. 
because they go back out into the world and they're champions for the kids who live in their neighborhood. So more so than even telling people about Path United, it's like, hey, let me tell you about these kids in our neighborhood and in our community, larger community, and the things that they're a part of. So I would love for people to to show up, come have lunch with me that day, um, and just learn more and let's see if we can find people who this is the right next step for them. Yeah. And if anything, just come and hear about the vision and get some information uh, and maybe connect with other like-minded folks that, uh, that have that same passion to serve their community. So again, that, um, that event is the Path to Partner Lunch at the 211 campus on October 10th. Um, and they can, uh, if you're listening, you can text BC Path to 97,000 right. and get a form and just get some information and you can fill that out to register. So that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. We're so excited. I cannot wait to see what God is going to do through path in in Barrow County and all the locations that you guys serve. So thank you so much for the work that you do. And thanks so much for being with us today here on Beyond Sunday. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you, Angela. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks so much. God bless you guys. And thank you as always for listening to Beyond Sunday. We will see you next time. Have a great week.